No one escapes suffering. No one escapes worrying. These are burdens that make our walk more difficult and slower. However, Jesus said, Come to me all who are tired, all who are worried, and those who have problems and are stressed. And I will give you rest. I will give you the way out. Friends, Jesus is the specialist turning difficult situations into blessings. Your problem has not taken him by surprise. He knows the end from the beginning, and so he already has in his hands the solution of your situation. Trust him. Wait on him. Dare to start with him today on a road with an empty backpack, and you will never be disappointed. I assure you, God bless you. Hundreds of millions of people around the world sense that a tremendous event is about to happen. They are talking about it in China, Russia, India, North America, Latin America, the Middle East, and the South Pacific. Everywhere, people have a definite conviction that the present world order is about to pass away. They believe that a great change is coming. They watch the clock turn forward to the final second, and they prepare for the return of the king. Hello, friend. How are you today? I'm John Carter. Welcome today to the Carter Report that is coming from my home. We're in lockdown here in Australia. I'm trying to get back to the United States, but it hasn't worked out so far because I haven't been vaccinated. I'm trying to get vaccinated, but so far they haven't had the supplies or the Pfizer vaccination. I want to thank my dear friend and team member, Wayne Hackett. Uh, just such a great guy. Wayne, thank you for being such a blessing to us all. I want to thank all of the Carter Report team, especially those working so hard in the United States of America to put these programs together. But especially you, what would we do without you, my friend? And so today we give an extraordinary welcome to our watching audience across Australia, across the great United States of America, and right around this great world. Many believe they have a conviction burning in their bones that Jesus Christ is going to return soon. They believe that the great events of Bible prophecy are now, are now being fulfilled, are coming to pass. They look at their television screens, they read The Economist magazine, they, they look at social media and they see extraordinary events. They believe we're living in the era of the return of the king. Listen, please, to the evidence and you be the judge. What did Jesus say about the destruction of Jerusalem? Well, here's a passage I want to read to you out of the Scriptures, Matthew chapter 24 and verses 1 down, one down to 3. Now, just listen to this because it's quite extraordinary. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple. That's the great Jewish temple, one of the wonders of its age. His disciples came up to him to show him the buildings of the temple. 
It was, a, it was absolutely a marvellous and a wonderful building. Verse 2, Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. And verse 3, Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? This is absolutely incredible. Jesus tied in the destruction of the Jewish temple that happened in 70 AD with the end of the age and with his own personal return. Now the question is, what on earth has got uh, has the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD got to do with the return of the king? It's very, very simple. The great events that occurred back there when Jerusalem was destroyed in AD 70, these great events were an illustration or, or a type of the very end of the world. The things that happened back there are going to be repeated. They happened back there in the narrow locality of, of Israel, but the things that happened back there in 70 AD are going to be repeated on a worldwide scale. Listen to the evidence. You be the judge. Is the return of Christ taught in the Bible? The return of Christ is mentioned literally hundreds of times in this book, which we call the Bible. Jesus himself said, I will come again. And Jesus said that before he returned as the king of the universe, there would be certain worldwide signs. We're going to talk about those today. Uh, when Jesus came the first time, he came to pay the price of our sins. He came as the redeemer of the world. That's why, my friend, he was crucified on the cross. Only Jesus Christ can fulfill the restless longings of the human heart, your heart and mine. He's going to come again in power and in great glory. I'm quoting now from Hebrews chapter 9, 27 and 28. It says, As it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. I want you to think about this. The Bible teaches that there is a judgment day, as it, as it is appointed unto men to die once. But after this, the judgment. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. He is coming again. That is the truth. How was Jerusalem destroyed in the year 70 A.D.? Well, it's actually a, a fascinating story that I studied under the great uh, German archaeologist, Dr. Siegfried Horn. Let me give you some of the fascinating details. 
in 66 AD. Of course, you know what AD means. It means Anno Domini in the year of our Lord. In 66 AD, the Jews rose up against the Roman oppressors. They'd had enough, and the Jews are a proud, independent people. They're mighty soldiers. The Romans sent down their resident general up in Syria. He was a guy by the name of Cestius Gallus. He came down, he attacked Jerusalem, he surrounded Jerusalem, but the amazing thing is this, he was completely unable to subdue the Jews. Cestius Gallus retreated, went down the Beth Horon Road to the coast. The Jews came out like wild bees uh, and attacked him in the Beth Horon passes. They killed thousands and thousands of Roman soldiers. They were so confident that they had won the battle against the Romans that they struck a coin, my friend. It said, in the first year of liberty. But you see, they hadn't read the prophecies of the Bible because uh, it wasn't over. The Romans came back and they came back in 70 AD. There was a great siege. Everything had been predicted. You say to me, John Carter, do you really believe in the prophecies of the Bible? My friend, I've I've been studying these prophecies for more than half a century. I've been to these places. I've gone there with an inquiring mind, uh, hopefully with an open mind, uh, open mind uh, and uh, an open Bible, and I have actually seen the evidence. Back there in 66 AD, there was a tremendous famine. There were tremendous disasters. These increased until you get to the year 70 AD when Jerusalem is confronted by the armies of Titus, the mighty Roman general. It was all written down in the Bible before it happened. Consider the evidence. The prophet Daniel, did he predict what would happen in Jerusalem? When it's absolutely true, And I'm going to quote to you from Daniel chapter 9 and verse 26. This is an amazing passage. And after 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with a flood. Until the end of the war, desolations are determined. Absolutely astounding. This was written about uh, 550 BC, which means it was written more than 600 years before Titus came. The Bible says that the Messiah would be cut off. In other words, the Messiah would be murdered. This came to pass. Jesus died at the hands of the Romans. He was nailed to the Roman cross. But the text goes on to say, now just listen carefully. It says the people of the prince who will come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. It doesn't say the prince would destroy the sanctuary. It says 
the people of the prince. The prince was Titus. The people were the Roman soldiers. Titus, with all the zeal of a, of a Roman general, did everything he could to preserve and to protect the Jewish temple. But the Bible said, the people of the prince shall destroy this sanctuary, they'll destroy the city. It came to pass. Every word came to pass. The Roman soldiers, when they saw the gold, they were just, they were just overcome with passion, the passion of conquest. When they saw the obstinacy of the Jewish leaders, they, they were just filled with a, a tremendous hatred. And they rushed to the Jewish temple and a Roman soldier against the protests of Titus himself. A Roman soldier threw a flaming torch into the temple. It was soon on fire. I say to the skeptic, and I hope we've got lots of skeptics watching and listening today. I say to the skeptic, what are you going to do with this prophecy? The people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. Now listen up. What happened back there was a type or an illustration of the end of the world. What happened back there is going to be repeated on a worldwide scale. Listen carefully. Did Jesus tell his disciples what signs would take place before the end of human civilization? That's a great question, Wayne. Uh, let me read to you from a book that is called The Little Apocalypse, because it seems to be, no, not doesn't seem to be, it is. It's talking about the return of the king and the end of the age. And also, it's, it's building on what happened back there in 70 AD, which was a type of the end of the world. Now, I hope I'm making this plain. I'm going to read to you from Matthew chapter 24 and verses 3 down to 8. Great passage. You're going to be astounded. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Now let's just have a little pause here. You've got a tie in here between what happened back there in 70 AD and the end of the age. What's going to be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? They thought these two events were going to be one event, but now we know there's been a lot of time between. But just as it happened back there in 70 AD, it's going to happen, my friend, at the end of the age. Let me keep reading to you. Verses, let's see, verse 4. Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places, all these are the beginning of uh, 
sorrows, said Jesus. When he said all these are the beginning of sorrows, he was alluding to the birth pains that happen before a baby is born. Now, every mother knows that before the baby is born, there are the birth pains. And they become more intense. They become more rapid. And at the end of this process of pain, the baby is born. Now, Jesus said that certain things would happen in the world. And these things happened back there before Jerusalem was overthrown. But they're going to happen on a worldwide scale. Jesus said certain things are going to happen in the world. And these are going to be the birth pangs, the birth pains, and they will precede the birth of a grand, new and marvellous world. Let me talk about some of these things. Jesus said there would be wars. Did you watch the Chinese celebrations for their 100th anniversary? Did you see what China is doing? Did you see the size of the Chinese army? Did you see their precision? Did you hear how they're building a huge number of nuclear missiles? We are living in the time, my friend, when the nations are preparing for Armageddon. Jesus said it. Jesus spoke about famines. Now you say to me, but there have always been famines. Oh, of course. But remember this idea that Jesus spoke about, this prophecy about the birth pangs. They would become more intense, more and more and more, more of the same. More wars, world wars, nations destroying each other. But then Jesus spoke about famines. I mentioned before the great Chinese people. Did you know that the Chinese communists during the days of Mao Tung put to death between 15 and 50 million innocent Chinese people? They starved them to death. As I'm talking to you today, millions of people around the world are starving and most of them are going to die. Wars and famines. This is the age in which we live. Jesus spoke about the pestilences. Now, all of these things, my dear viewer, happened before Jerusalem was overthrown in 70 AD. There were wars, there were famines, and there were pestilences. You can read it in the ancient historians. What I'm telling you is the truth. This prophecy has been fulfilled. It is going to be filled full in our day and our age. Now, Jesus spoke about the pestilences. Would you like to know why this uh, program is coming today from Australia, from my home? Because we're in lockdown here in Australia. Sydney is locked down, a city of five and a half to six million people. It's in total lockdown. Melbourne has gone into lockdown. South Australia has gone into a lockdown. More than 12 million Australians right now are in total lockdown because of the new variant of COVID-19, which is Delta. 
And as I'm talking to you, I've just received word that the stock exchange in the United States of America plummeted almost 800 points because of fear of COVID-19 Delta. Now, Beverly and I have been trying to get vaccinated here. (laughs) We've been trying to get the Pfizer vaccination so we can get back to our team in the United States of America. But up to now, we've been unable to get it because apparently there's not enough to go around. So most Australians right now are in a very perilous situation because about at least 85 or 90% of Australians at this present time are not vaccinated. Now, Jesus said there would be pestilences. And what we're going to see in the future is more of the same. COVID-19 is the shape of things to come. The birth pains of the next world order and the return of the king. It is true, my friend. It's happening. Can we expect more pandemics? Great question, Wayne. We're pushing back the rainforests, pushing back the rainforests all around the world, pushing them back in the Amazon, trying, where we seem to have a, a desire to destroy life on this planet. It's the insanity of sin. So we're pushing back the rainforests. They're pushing back the rainforests even in Queensland, just to the north of me in Australia here. And as they push back the rainforests in some parts of the world, they're exposing long, secret, shielded, lost viruses. We haven't been in contact with them. But as we push back the rainforests, so the viruses are exposed. Do I think we're going to see more? I'm not just thinking about it, I'm absolutely certain about it. People say to me, well, you know, always been famines, always been pestilences. Hey, they're missing the point. The things that happened back there in 70 AD and prior to 70 AD, we're talking there about historical reality. The things that happened back there are going to be repeated on a worldwide scale. It is happening today. Soon we are going to see, soon we're going to see the coming of Jesus Christ in power and great glory. Nothing can stop the return of the King. What about earthquakes? Well, Wayne, my old friend, we've lived uh, most of our lives in Southern California. My family and I have lived in Southern California for about, well, I've got to think now, 32 years. <laughs> we know what it is when the, when the earth rocks and rolls. Um, I've been, uh, we've been in our house when our houses seemed to roll around. David was in his house once. His refrigerator just rushed across the room. <laughs> The paintings he had on the walls thought they they were propellers and they spun around. When the earth rumbles, it is God talking. God needs to get our attention. The best way he gets our attention is through natural disasters. There have always been earthquakes. There were earthquakes back there in the days of Jesus 
before Jerusalem is overthrown. But the Bible teaches that earthquakes are going to multiply in intensity around the world, right around the world. We're going to see it. We're seeing it now around the world. In Japan, we're going to see it everywhere. Maybe coming to a location near you, my friend, the rumbling of the earth is a sign that the king is coming. This is the word of the Lord. Many people, no matter what their age, still have their first teddy bear. It's hard to let them go. Their stitches might be loose, the stuffing flat, one ear a little lopsided, but they were always there for us. Imagine giving a child their very first teddy bear, especially when they are sick and lonely. They will always remember that someone they didn't even know cared enough to bring them a new friend when they needed it most. Will you help the Carter Report bring cheer to these children? You can mail a bear or send a donation and we will buy the bears for you. Please send your bears or a donation to the address on the screen. For COVID protection, please send the bears in their original packaging. Thank you for your kindness in giving cheer and comfort to children in need. Jesus said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. John Carter reports, We have seen God's power as the gospel of Christ has been proclaimed in Africa, India, Russia, Ukraine, Cuba, El Salvador, and many other places. We invite you to partner with us in proclaiming Jesus Christ. To God be the glory. Great things He has done. Right today, to the Carter Report, P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. That's the Carter Report, P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. In Australia, write to the Carter Report, P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. That's the Carter Report, P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. Thank you for your generous support. We look forward to hearing from you soon. May God richly bless you. copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 
91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.